Gonna Go Pizza presents The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wilde. Let's talk about a word. It's oh, a dear. four letter word, and it begins with M. Oh, oh, I was about to say we're going to get kicked off the radio. And this four letter word also happens to be half of the name of the first overall pick of the NHL draft this year. Oh, Adam. The last part being <laughs> oh, Fuse. Adam. Yes. As in Fuse from the Six. Yes. What word am I speaking of? English. No, it's not a four letter oh. word. Math. 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 So let's talk about math. Math was a big a big topic uh, on Steve's timeline recently, uh, and it had to do with a very, very good video, which you should see at sportsnet.ca, about the the effect and the ripple effect of the rarely talked about, because it's always overshadowed by the Doug Gilmore trade, yes. but the Vinny Domfus, essentially, for Grant Fuhrer and John Anderson trade, but there was a few Glenn, other players. Glenn Anderson. Glenn Anderson, excuse me. And then, of course, you got Craig Berube in there, and you, I forget who, Peter Ring? Uh, it was Glenn Anderson, Craig Berube, and Grant Fuhrer to the Leafs, mm-hmm. in exchange for Luke Richardson, Peter Ng, Scott Thornton, and Vinny Domfus to right. the Oilers. Right. Um, and, and it I, devolves into this crazy long thing that goes for years. But there was yes. a, and I'm not, we don't want to get too much into it because I don't want to ruin it. Fair enough. Go to sportsnet.ca, the but Steve Dangle blog. The thread of that trade, the aftershock of that trade, does not end until when? 2002 for the Oilers and 2009 for the Leafs. Crazy. Yeah, absolutely crazy. crazy. 2002, 21 years after 1991. <laughs> Ah, <sighs> uh, so that was the mistake I made in the video. I was like, "Wow, isn't that incredible?" Twenty-one years after, and it's a seven-minute video. Started working on it at like ten thirty in the morning. Didn't get done until about ten thirty at night. And wouldn't you know it? That was all people were talking about was how idiot. That's not twenty-one years. That drives me crazy. When you got like a really good tweet and you make one spelling mistake and. And it kills, it blows the tweet. It just totally screws you. And yep. people tweet you back and they tweet you the, the mistake or whatever. They won't re- retweet your tweet because you've got a spelling error in it. Well, it's, and now you've got a math error. So how have the, have the views been down? Uh, I Well, it was posted pretty late last night, so the views aren't amazing. But I did learn a very valuable lesson. One, don't be stupid. Two, you can edit YouTube videos now. Which I did not know. So someone went oh, in and took and... out my two stupid mistakes. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah that's a brand new feature. Because oh, like okay. a month ago, you couldn't be able to do that. Oh, see, yeah. I thought maybe the Sportsnet channel had it, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. So it's think, brand new. Yeah, I think it's brand new. Well, yeah. thank goodness. That's interesting. <laughs> that they, I wonder how yeah. that changes things. Because I, I wonder if things will get posted to YouTube, people will find it offensive, and people just quickly pull it down and replace it. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, maybe. Maybe. Interesting. It's entirely possible. And be like, oh, it never happened. Yeah. I what? I never said 21 years. What? What are you, what are you, what are you talking about? I never said that the trade. Uh, so I just watched it now. For three decades. I just watched it now. The mistakes edited, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. they're gone. See, because I didn't even. I, I, I watched it and I was like, what mistake? What are they talking about? So when I actually brought it up on the show, I knew there was a mistake because of your timeline. I was waiting to see which one it was. And then I was going, I was going to um, uh, level with you and go, I didn't catch it. 
Oh, uh, because it never happened. Because it never <laughs> happened. <laughs> poof, poof, gone. Poof, gone. And yep. good thing we're talking about it on this platform. That's right. <laughs> what, what was the, uh, I don't know, it's like 1984. What was the guy, did you guys read the book 1984? Y- yeah, okay. a long time ago. Um, but, but it's like the thought police going in and changing history. Right? Oh, yes, yes, um, yes. He works for the Department of... Uh, truth, I think. The Department of Truth or something Ministry like that. Ministry of Truth or yeah, something like that. Ministry of Truth, that's right. Anyway. That's what it kind of, kind of reminds me. Well, didn't me of. Kim Jong Il like hit five holes in one at once or something? In like his that? first game of golf, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so and I believe he's pretty good. history. Hasn't he like <laughs> produced? They they said like Oscar caliber movies, and they said he that invented North- Friends. Right. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> no, I think they said North Korea won the World Cup though. <laughs> I think I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Were they even in it? I don't think so. I, I actually think they might actually be okay at soccer. Um, I don't know. But I do believe that they told people <laughs> I think that they, they are won. double plus good. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. So last night, people were like rushing to make me feel better. Randy Sportak was like, you know what? I've made mistakes over my career. Just pour yourself a, a wee dram. And I did. Sean McKenzie was like, hey, we're all in this business because we're not good at math. Faisal Kamisa chimed in. Actually, I'm quite good at math. <laughs> well, Faisal's good at everything, yeah. so he can go away. Mike Darnay jumping in. Everyone trying to make me feel better. And we're talking about how I'm bad at math. Jesse <laughs> doesn't have time for any of that. Of course not. What did you just say, Jesse? Um, it was a pretty bad mistake. <laughs> <laughs> 92 to 2000 isn't close. 91 to, to 2002, oh, idiot. Sorry, sorry. But I, it's not close I to 21. I, it's really I, you know, not. The thing is, though, it doesn't throw off the piece. It's not like yes, it's it does. No, it, it doesn't. 100% no, does. no, 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 it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Dude, do you think people are not... If, if you don't think people are smart enough to deduce that, A, human error is possible, and B, that you got 2002 and 2012 mixed up, then I think you're vastly underestimating the intelligence of your audience. I think they wow. understand. Wow. I think they get it. I think they weren't like, well, this is completely invalid because you got you that know? one... Ro-. It didn't change anything. It is pretty though. distracting, though. No, it's not. It's uh, not changing. No. It's not. No, and if it is distracting right for you, then you need a hobby. Genuinely, you Whoa, genuinely damn. need a hobby. Whoa, damn! I'm just saying, mistakes happen. And if you if you want to do videos for a living, if you want to do writing pieces for, a, you are going to make errors. It happens. Deal with it. I suppose so. Yeah. Wow, that was nice, Adam. I'm just saying. Now, speaking of errors, oh boy, have you guys heard? Have you guys heard that famed Steve Dangle favorite and creator of denim jeans worldwide, Bauer Hockey, ah. is going bankrupt. What happened there? I don't know. <laughs> so apparently Nike sold them in 2008 to a, a holding company. And I oh. guess Bauer um, from then on has not. I, well, first off, I think they might have suffered from lack of investment. Because if you remember, Bauer had all the sponsorships, right? And, oh, yeah. And Nike went back and forth with Because there was the Nike Leafs jerseys I remember everybody had. And then there was the Bauer Leafs jerseys everybody had in the late then 2000s. There was like Nike Bauer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. the helmets actually had both logos yeah. on them. Which was weird. Yeah. That was weird. Um, Here's Fanatics Adidas. But I feel like this, <laughs> from what I'm gathering from it, and I could be completely wrong on this, but from what I've read... It could have been the the company that they were were sold into, as often happens, wanted to buy them for the profit, but didn't actually want to put the same amount of money into, you know, nailing down sponsorship deals, which are really, really important. Like, mm-hmm. you know, making the NHL jerseys. If you're the, if you're on every NHL jersey, that's a pretty big thing. 
the so there's like Bauer athletes and Reebok athletes. Crosby's Reebok to the core. McDavid's an Adidas guy. The one well, and then there's like um, gym wear guys. So like Subban is like a poster boy for Nike. Stamkos has been for a very long. There's time. There's Under Armour people. Under Armour people. Zetterberg I think is one. The last Bauer guy I can think of is Luke Shen. Wow. I have Most recently, else to counter that point. Okay. Ovechkin, Jonathan Taves, and Patrick Kane are still signed to Bauer. Well, there you go. Never mind. And, <laughs> and the well, deals are, will have to be canceled because Bauer has no more money. Oh, wow. So. I wonder how it works in that situation. I mean, yo, they'll have such a hard time finding a new one. <laughs> yeah, because I, if if I am any of the companies that you that you messaged or that you mentioned, excuse me, um, I am on the phone to those guys today, mm-hmm. going, oh, yeah. "How much money do you want? How much there do you, you want?" Go. Well, and you know, they were they were like really a big dog for a very long time in this game. But if you've noticed over the years, there's been like all these new brands popping up, mm-hmm. Warrior. I remember the first time I saw some guy with warrior gloves. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Why mm-hmm. would he wear those? Not even a popular brand. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I think everyone wears warrior. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And it's funny. The, I, I think the hockey brand war thing is very, very interesting in terms of, like, you look at something like Mission. Remember how big Mission was for a couple seasons? Yep. Mm-hmm. Gone. Gone. I mean, you, I'm sure you could still buy it, but it's not It's not on the stage that it used to be. Uh, CCM really suffered for a while, yeah, I, I think. Uh, Yofa, where's that been? Isn't all of Marner's stuff, like, true or something like know. that? It's some brand I've never heard of. I'm not even sure. I might have, I don't know. I'm going by an Instagram photo I saw, so. But it's it could just, be total BS. It's, <laughs> it's a very, very competitive market. And now, when you've got something like, uh, I, th- I believe it's Adidas and Reebok are owned by the same company. Adidas, yeah. Uh, so Adidas bought Reebok, moved Reebok off of hockey, moved itself onto it. I think, you know, it's it belongs, the future of those sponsorships belong to those companies that own multiple brands, right? Because they just have so much more money than, you know, a singular brand would. The circle of business, kids. Ah, circle of business. I'm sure there's like business students who listen to the show who could explain it much better. Absolutely. And we, we you know, a lot of messages talking about how fanatics totally suck. And then it's also a good thing. And we were too hard on them. Well, so. um, yeah, it's funny. I was going to bring that up a little bit later in the show. It's I, I, I just posted it on our Reddit page. I said, you know, what are your thoughts? Yeah. And most people hate it. Mm-hmm. Most people hate the Fanatics deal. And if you don't know what we're talking about, just to catch you up, the Fanatics deal basically breaks down like this. So Adidas has the sponsorship from next season on to make authentic NHL jerseys. The fans, though, us, what we'll be able to buy from the $200 and lower price point uh, or $160, which you'll see quoted everywhere, which is an American price, um, is done by a jersey company called Fanatics. Uh, the, the, The differentiating, unique selling point that they're putting forward is that, well, if you buy a Fanatics jersey, it will actually fit you better. It's not gonna fit you like, you know, pads. You know, you're not gonna wear a jersey that belongs with pads underneath it. Um, yeah. You know, it's actually gonna be form fitting and a little bit more stylized. It won't be the authentic jersey, but it will be a fan jersey. Which is garbage because for the at least the past couple of years, I swear every Leafs jersey I get, every new jersey I get is more form fitting and lighter. Mm-hmm. The new Leafs jersey, you couldn't make that lighter. You'd tear a hole in it by sneezing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, You can read a newspaper through them. 100%. And 
And believe me, I've worn some Leaf jerseys over the years. <laughs> I had the I had the pajama one. Mm-hmm. I had the, oh, the, uh, the one. Leaf one that is that is now gone. The one with the Leaf on the shoulder. I had the uh, the alternate with the 1967 Leaf that they Still barely that. ever use. Yeah, and that was much thinner. And then this new one came around, and it was much thinner. The World Cup ones are extremely thin, and those are Adidas. So WTF? Well. I- you know, it's, I guess people are upset, and I think rightly so. I was um, by the fact that you know when you're dealing with something like that, you want I want to buy the jersey that the players are wearing. Mm-hmm. The jersey that the players are wearing, though, with the fight straps and everything on them, costs four hundred dollars. Now that hasn't changed. You still can buy as of next season that Adidas version. Yeah, that's not Adidas being greedy. But, it's just what they cost. But that's what they cost, mm-hmm. and that fine. I still want to buy. The, the 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 authentic Adidas. I wanted to say Adidas on. What's wrong with that? What are you going to get instead? Well, you don't have a choice. So shut up. Here's your scarf. Go Nets. Right. Shut up. Here's the scarf. Go Nets. Well, here's what I'm here's what I'm doing. I'm buying a jersey this year. Right, because it's and it won't say Adidas next year. Mm-hmm. But at least it, I'm buying a jersey this year. How much does that suck? That everybody who buys a jersey this year with the brand new lease jersey, it's already outdated. By next season. See, I don't see. I don't see that. Just like it's not outdated I was in the sense. About that. Like, like Manchester United. If they change a sponsor, their entire effing jersey changes, right? <laughs> yeah. Because it's bigger than the insignia. <laughs> yeah. But if, if if it's a Leaf jersey, it's like just a little thing that says Reebok. You know how you long? Know? So I had a Man jersey, a Man U jersey um, when I was younger. I, I didn't actually care about the team. I just I don't know. It looked cool. You were you were uh, you were a bro, bro. I was just a bro. You were hanging out with your bros, and they had their bro jerseys, and uh, you were like, bro. Yeah, I was sitting at the Italian table, and hey, you gotta hey, have some soccer. Hey, hey, where's your juvie, yeah. kid? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm this guy calling it a jersey over here. <laughs> it's called Del Piero, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh. I had a I had a Juve jersey with Del Piero on the back. I'm not afraid to admit it. Hey, you get the Lazio jersey out of here. <laughs> you get the Lazio. Um, and uh, you know how long I thought Vodafone was just like a, the Latin saying of the team. <laughs> That's amazing. I was an idiot. Really? I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what the, why? What and then I looked it up and I'm like, that's, it's the whole jersey? Oh, this little tiny thing by my shoulder <laughs> is the actual logo? Mm-hmm. Oh. I was with someone in England once and they were like, let's take a Vodafone. I'm like, what's that? <laughs> and they're like, oh, they, you know, they, they, they call them the, they call, well, we call them cabs, but they're, I'm like, no, no, that's just the ad that's wrapped on the. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no! <laughs> and he's like, oh, I thought it was just a European wave. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> Yeah, because oh. <laughs> I knew what Vodafone was. Man, this reminds me but, of something embarrassing that I did in 1991, 21 years ago. <laughs> 21 years ago. Actually, that's closer to closer to the right answer than 2002 would have been. Um, let's damn it. Let's talk about something that really matters. This is something that's really cool. Climate change. And this is something that I Climate think. <laughs> I think Al Gore what? would be jacked about this. Even Al Gore could I get. Think all of humanity should be jacked. Where out. are the bees going? <laughs> Yo, that is actually concerning. That is a, a very scary when you get into the the bees thing. But let's not. <laughs> this is we use this podcast as an escape. Can we? Can we? Yes, escape okay, the fine, thing? fine, fine. Something that I know the players are excited about. <laughs> something that I know the fans are excited about. Something I know the NHL is excited about. McDavid versus McMatthews. Yeah, I'm excited. I am pumped, and you know, you know the players are jacked about that. Wayne Gretzky's excited, and Bobby Orr's excited. They Paul were Coffey's the excited. State. They're all here too. Yeah. They're Paul all coffees here. here? Yeah. yeah. Oh heavens! And there are there. They flew in. Gretzky said he flew in today to see this game. 
I mean, if you got Wayne Gretzky money, do it. Well, yeah, and also it's a great. It's gonna be a great hockey game. I oh mean, yeah, I don't no, think anybody's but, doubting that Gretzky's got Gretzky money. But like, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't fly to be like, you know what? I want to see Ovechkin Crosby tonight. Mm-hmm. Here's fifteen hundred, please. <laughs> you for imagine Gretzky, tickets, hotel, Gretzky and finding out about this game. Wait a second, it's McDavid versus Matthews, <laughs> and it's not in Edmonton. <laughs> Great, I'm there. Sorry, I'm just kidding. Edmonton. And it's in a city worth going to? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm kidding. Hold on. I we... am kidding, Edmonton. He calls Bob Nicholson. Can we fly in a Bobby Nix burger or two? Can we just... Uh, I need some of that special sauce. I would love them to because they look delicious. <laughs> he also had to do a media scrum this morning. Do you think he hates doing that still? Yes. At this point? Yeah. Yeah. Very I do. unfortunate. But I think he probably minds scrums a little less. I think most players do. Because it's three to five minutes and then it's over. Yeah. Can't you don't have to bad. do all these one And also, it's not like Gretzky's doing it every day, right? That's true. He he's should done take a it. lot of media recently he's after doing like yeah. none. Oh, he's got a book. And I, well, I spoke to him a couple weeks ago uh, on BT and he was amazing with some of the stories he had. Like, just, I honestly think it's a book that we should all read. Um, but it's 99 stories about the game and he's got an entire chapter devo- devoted to Gordie Howe. Honestly, I think it's a, some of the stories he was sharing were pretty incredible. So. I'm excited to see what stories he talks about because when I went to Edmonton, one of my favorite things was hearing all the Wayne Gretzky folklore. Stories that I don't think he's ever told himself, but um, stories that you know may or may not be true, but but just about like the kind of guy he was. Mm-hmm. God, he sounded like such a gem. Well, and the interesting thing about him, too, is that he's got one of those memories. We were talking about this before the show. Pinball Clements in Toronto. Yes, yes, yes. Pinball Clements, if you don't know who Pinball Clements is, look him up. He's a CFL player, I know. Coming very from good this player, podcast. yes, yes, very good player. Played for the Toronto Argonauts. And yes. also was their head coach for a while. Uh, most positive guy in the world and oh, has yeah. a memory that like he'll remember you from wherever you met, whenever you met. Like He just knows you. If Canada's met, uh, Terry Crews? Yeah. A little bit? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no! Yeah. Just, what well, kind of comparison is that? Just undeniable energy at yeah. all times. Yeah. But is that Terry Crews the actor or Terry Crews the person? Because this is pinball the person. You're yeah. right. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Terry fair enough. Fair who is, awesome. who is jacked about life? Like, I, I think only the Frosted Flakes Tiger and Pinball Clemens are this excited about life <laughs> most of the time. Right? Like, like truly. Um, but, Gert's great, guys. Gert's great. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. But Gretzky um, has one of those memories where he'll remember people's names from a thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's I think that's going to be what's interesting about this book is that he's got a very accurate memory. So a lot of the stories you can rely on to be fairly accurate. Which, you know, a lot of people, they, you know, they, things change with time. They get a little nostalgic. They change the detail here and there. So, anyway, about, forget about the book. Let's talk about the game. The game. Now, interestingly, the thing, the big topic of discussion at the time of the recording of this podcast is not anything about Matthews versus McDavid. Um, it is about the Leafs calling up uh, soon-to-be fourth-liner Nikita Soshnikov. And soon-to-be and how- first-liner, let's be honest. What do you? Oh well, you, I don't know. When Babcock inevitably shuffles the lines, <laughs> what? What are you laughing at, Adam? I just, I just, I found it very funny because there is a particular guy who we are all quite well acquainted with, who happens to write for a, a website called the Pension Plan Puppets, who went oh. on a twelve tweet spree, and 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 I understand what Scott Wheeler's trying to say here. 
He yeah. thinks that you're calling up Nikita Soshnikov. Why are you calling him up? Well, he said, ride the wave, Soshnikov. This is what he said last year. It's kind of a famous tweet that people like to make fun of, where he was basically... A lot of writers, a lot of people who talk about hockey, have one player, one or two players, that they just pick, and they just have an irrational hatred for. Well, it's like the entire Leafs Nation website for the last five years with Tyler Bozak. And they will tell you it's not irrational, though. Well, yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. See, that's the thing. I mean, and I'm sure Scott would say the same thing, and I, I mean, have Steve, my players, let's... and I would say the same thing. I'd be like, well, here's my reasons. Here's my re- No, no, no. Before I get to my guy, let's focus on Scott. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, yeah, I don't know why he's picking on him. I don't know why he's picking on him. Now, I, I saw a few people, and Scott was one of them, so I'm not totally picking on him. Um Going, why not Brendan Leipzig? Why not Kasperi Kapanen? Why not Kasperi Kapanen? Why not this player? Why not that player? Okay, well, Leipzig, uh, I believe, was AHL Player of the Month. Mm-hmm. So he's hot. He's red hot. He's earned a call-up for sure. However, I would argue this is a guy who, while he is a fantastic player, Sheldon Keefe, Marley's head coach, saw fit to make him a healthy scratch in the playoffs towards the end. He was one of the team's younger players uh, last year, so he lost out in the numbers game. He's finally getting hot. He's he's probably got a bump in minutes. I haven't actually seen those numbers because the likes of like William Nylander aren't on the team anymore. Let him stay hot. Let him stay hot. Same with Kapanen. Kapanen was AHL Player of the Week, first week of the season. Let him stay hot. Let those guys, and there's another guy who was a healthy scratch at times too, lost out in the numbers game. Let them stay hot. Let them develop his players. And just because they're putting up points doesn't mean they have both ends of the ice figured out. And that was a big problem with the Marlies last year. They had a game where they scored nine goals. We don't talk about the fact that they won that game in overtime. <laughs> because right. they allowed eight right. in two periods of play. Well, you know? And here's my question has always been, when, especially if you're going to run. I mean, obviously with the fourth line, they it's supposed to be an energetic but grinding sort of line. It's not They're not out there to score a lot of goals. right? And that's yeah. why Connor Brown was moved off that line. Um, you know, that is why you've got Smith in there with Martin, right? They're not there to, to finesse another team. They're there to be a little bit more hard edged. Well, the why argument, are you, the argument, sorry, go ahead. Why, go ahead. why would you call up a Brendan Leipzig to play seven minutes with those guys when Brendan Leipzig could be playing 20 minutes with the Marlies? And this is the interesting thing because what, I think the argument against it would be just make all your lines good. What's so hard about that? Make all your lines good. If you have a fourth line of Leipzig, Kapanen, and whoever, that's a really good line. Just whatever. It's good. Have four good lines. That's great. Soshnikov's an interesting case because uh, I don't think it's the case anymore because Brooks like played a game. But um, when we saw the Marlies mm-hmm. opening weekend there, at the end of that weekend, Soshnikov was the fifth oldest forward <laughs> that had played a game. And what is he, 23? 23. <laughs> yeah. 23 years old. So, one of the oldest uh, wing prospects they have. And they seem to be grooming him to be a fourth liner because he's played a lot of third and fourth line minutes on the Marlies. A um, little bit of special teams there, too. So, I think you need to see what you have with Soshnikov. You need to be sure. He had a nice little run with the Leafs. Uh, then he got hurt. 
Then you didn't really get to evaluate him in the playoffs because I think he was playing hurt basically the whole time, and those mm-hmm. were just the games that he played. Starts this season hurt, so, oh, for crying out loud. So you need to, A, find out you got a player who can be the player you think he can be, uh, and B, uh, see if he's past his injuries, all his injury troubles. Because if this, if this is a guy who um, is potentially injury-prone, and maybe you don't want to, you don't want to hold on to that guy in your lineup. What do you say to the guys? And Scott's one of them. Who, who, you know, Babcock said he called off Sashnikov because he wants a puck getter, right? Mm-hmm. In the sense that you know the same thing that Zach, what he says Zach Hyman is to Matthews and Nylander, um, Sash would be on this line, a guy that can go get the puck and and essentially bump possession um, in, in the right direction. Now, their argument is. A Kapanen, a Leipzig, you know, pick pick and choose your 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 little water bug of a player, right? And that's not a slight against them, but that's Except how they Griffith. play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys with speed. Who is not in, supposed to be in the lineup, by the way. No. Um, Which I'm not sure I totally agree with. But So, you know, you're looking at guys with speed, right? What is, um, what their argument is, is that they are going after, when you put a guy like that in the lineup, you eliminate puck battles just by virtue of the fact that they have so much speed. If they can get to the puck first, uh, then they eliminate a puck battle. However, there's to me, there's a hole in that argument. Uh, in that, why hasn't anyone tried this? Like, I, I just don't think, I don't think that utopia exists. Where they're always beating. Where no. everyone's Connor McDavid and no one can, can well, touch and anyone. Connor McDavid line. gets into puck battles. Yeah, well, Sidney Crosby is the king. The king. King of puck battles. The king. There's a great video. Uh, look it up. I forget what it's called. Shoot. Look up. Oh, type in Sidney Crosby puck protection. Actually, the guy who made that video recently messaged me. He said, thanks for sharing it. And he also made a new one. I think it's called like Sidney Crosby king of the backhand or something like that. And these are real in-depth videos because they don't all, not all the clips lead to goals. They're just showing Crosby being so fierce so fierce and impossible to beat on the puck. It's You see him in the corner in a one-on-one with a defenseman, and the body language of the defenseman, no matter who it is, immediately changes because they're like, ah, shoot. How can I minimize the damage here? It's not how can I win this puck battle. They know they can't. Hmm. It's very, very interesting. So this, this idea that, it, it, like what? No one's going to be able to touch Kasperi Kapanen? The Leafs just have this amazing secret that no one else has found out. They got this kid. And if they did, why isn't he in the yeah, lineup? Leipzig, too. Well, they just got this amazing secret they're keeping and, from and, the league. And, you know, again, they'll say, well, you know, they, they, a lot of people are saying it's a myth that Zach Hyman gets Nylander and Matthews the puck. It's a myth that he's winning a bunch of puck battles. I don't think it's a myth. I think Zach Hyman absolutely wins puck battles. But when Zach Hyman wins puck battles... Saying that does not negate the fact that Nylander and Matthews win puck battles as well. And that's the argument. It's like, well, Zach Hyman isn't the only one on the line winning puck battles. Well, of course he's not. No. Of course he's not. Then you don't have a line that functions. And I think it, might, it could also be time to mix the lines up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong no, with that. No, I agree with that. Um, here is a big reason. Because a lot of Leafs fans are talking about they want to see a move. Or, oh man, we need help on defense. Here's why you evaluate a player like Soshnikov. Hyman, JVR, Connor Brown, 
uh, Matt Martin, Josh Levo, Milan Mahalik, Brendan Leipzig, Tobias Lindbergh, Kirby Reichel, Dimitro Timoshev, Martins Jerkals, Bobilev, uh, Chebkin, VZ, Engval, William Nylander, Mitch Marner, Leo Komarov, Seth Griffith, Kasperi Kapanen, Nikita Soshnikov, Andreas Johnson, Trevor Moore, Jeremy Bracco, Yegor Korshkov, Carl Grundstrom, Nikita Korostelev, and JJ Pichinich. What are all those players? Forwards. Not just forwards, wingers that the Leafs have either signed to contract or the rights to. And I might have even missed a couple. The Leafs have too many bloody wingers. <laughs> and they got to make some choices. Uh, Baracko is... Uh, he's in junior right now. He is making a mockery of the OHL. He looks far too good for that league. He is exactly the kind of player who should be in the AHL but can't. He's exactly that kind of player. Uh, Martin's Jerkals is looking pretty good in Europe. Korshkov is another guy who's looking good in Europe. Grundstrom's looking good. Korostolev is one of the top five goal scorers in the OHL. And those are guys who aren't even playing professional hockey yet. Then you go down the Marlies, and they have an insane depth. Um, and you say, well, a few of those names are guaranteed to not be there. Uh, yeah, Mahalik. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I got. That's guaranteed. Mahalik. Down the middle. Matthews, Bozak, Kadri, um, Ben Smith, Peter Holland, Byron Fraze, Brooks Like, Colin Greening. Greening's been playing a lot of center for the Marlies. I know he's usually a winger, probably. Uh, Freddie Goche, Adam Brooks, Dakota Joshua. That's the entire center depth for the Leafs. A little bit thinner. A lot thinner. A lot thinner, especially considering Greening's going to be gone, Like's going to be gone. Peter Holland is all but gone. It's funny that that... You know, why is Griffith coming out of the lineup? And Peter Holland's like, hey guys, <laughs> what's up? Yeah. I think the bigger story here is that guy on a one-way contract worth over a million dollars is probably done with the <laughs> Leafs. Is this not a statement? Is this not a statement? It sure seems like one. It was actually a surprise to me, um, personally, that they even re-signed Holland to begin with. Why did they? It's like, well, I, don't know, I don't understand. I, I don't understand that one. I didn't understand the Martin signing, and I didn't understand Polak. The three most puzzling moves of the offseason. Why didn't they just re-sign Ben Smith if they were going to get him back right away? Well, I don't did think he not want to return? Uh, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. I mean, it's... Who knows, right? Who knows? It's very confusing. I'm, I'm not sure, because we, we yelled and screamed about that heading into the draft. I don't think the Leafs are going to be able to retain Peter Holland, or they're probably going to move him. And then they got him back, and then he played a few games. I didn't think he played all that bad. He broke Ben Bishop's face. and That's That was it. the last game he played. Right. So here's... We got to take a break here, but the fact of the matter is this, okay? It's a guy... That they're calling up. It's a guy. Who's going to play seven minutes tonight? Um, seven I to think ten. 12. You think 12? Oh, yeah. I'm going for it. All right. He's going to play special teams, I bet. Fair. And they take a lot of penalties. So <laughs> that's a huge problem. <laughs> I would is. love to know what the Leafs penalty differential uh, has been this season because it's, it's been bad. Bad. It's been bad. bad. Um, the so power play hasn't been. That's going to be, I mean, that's going to be an Achilles heel for them, uh, for sure, if they could t- if they keep this up. And in fact, I think it's a good reason why they've lost a few of their games. 100%. Um, they should have more than two wins in nine. We do have to, uh, go to go to break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about the All-Star game this year. That's right. We're already talking about the All-Star game. Oh, God. Adam, what are we going to do? Elliot Friedman. 
as he always does, drop some wisdom on us in 30 for 30. And Well, not 30 for 30, 30 thoughts. Yeah. I'm tired. I've been up since 4.30. Give me a break. Um, another 30. That's crazy. Uh, and it happens to be 12.58, not 1.30. I was hoping it would be 1.30. Uh, <laughs> Adam's been up for 21 hours. <laughs> what we need to talk about is, could John Scott... Or a John Scott situation reappear on the horizon. What the NHL wants to do about that, that's next. Um, so a couple things from 30 Thoughts this week that I think you'll find interesting. First off, uh, talking about edge work, and it talks about, you know, Rick Rick Nash, you know, at 36 years old, basically changing how he plays the game. And one of the things he mentions is edge work. Now, Steve, you have a, a, a the video that we were talking about in the previous segment. Can you explain mm-hmm. that one? Give them a shout out. It's basically a uh, compilation of puck battles from Sidney Crosby's career. I think mostly like maybe the last two and just how he eats defenders alive. You can't go into the corner with Sidney Crosby. He's new era tough. You can't, he's too strong on his skates. Can't knock him off. He's too fast and agile on his skates. Now, does that mean bursting up the wing? Sure, you can do that too, but you are not going to go side to side and beat Sidney Crosby. You're just not. Jesse, what's the YouTube channel? Because we found it. So he's XX XX. So it's L A F L A M M E X X. So he did a puck protection video. Jesse said he just found an edge work video. Yes, on the edge work video was incredible. Just watching Crosby do everything he does. This this is the sort of thing uh, that I I think uh, if you really want to get into sports media and like um, video production, you should be following this this feller's uh, <laughs> YouTube channel. Um, I'm not too familiar with him. Um, but I tell you what, I'm probably going to go home and watch every video because anyone can go and find goals and make a compilation of that. That's the easiest thing to do. This takes research and it's not just making it look fancy. It's, it's like, you got to know the game to make a video like that. You got to really have a passion for it. Um, but yeah, getting away from your point, Sidney Crosby is the, um, prototype, I think the archetype. For, uh, I guess, new era skating. He's not the crazy dash in one direction to the next, like Rick Nash was alluding to in that article. You got to be able to go side to side. Which is interesting. Why is that interesting? Well, I, 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 I love the depth at which we're looking at the game now. Because for so long it was, and you know, from the way I grew up and grew and played, it was it was that it was that straight ahead. This is how the game is played. Yeah. And for some reason, we couldn't figure out why the great players were truly great, and it was because they knew this stuff to varying degrees, and nobody was coaching it. Nobody really coached that and, until now. Well, and now now people are getting their own, like players are getting their own coaches. And I remember Adam the Adam Oates situation. So Adam Oates is one of these coaches that will come in and coach players on their own and they'll he'll talk about these sorts of things. Like micro coaching. Micro coaching in the same way that a goalie coach would, right? But I remember there was a specific situation and I cannot remember the player, but the team was upset about the fact that this spe- specific player was being coached by Adam Oates and their coach because the coach wanted him to play one way and Adam Oates was saying, well, if you do this and this and this, you'll be more successful. Oh, Now, there's a bit of a, or at least that's the way the team framed it. Adam Oates said at the time, no, 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 no. Was it the Devils or the Caps? I feel like it was, I feel like it was one of the... Because he was an assistant with the Devils. He was head coach of the Caps. No, it was a team he wasn't affiliated with, I think. 
Oh, he was doing the Barb Underhill thing. Yeah. Like a consultant. And okay. that's the, that w- I thought that was really interesting at the time because I thought, well, wait a second, goalies are allowed to do this. Why are players not allowed to do this? Why and I think aren't they? Why aren't they? I think it's, I want to say it was Jeff Merrick has been beating this drum. Don't change the goalie equipment. Don't change the size of the nets. Goalies are working harder than skaters. Skaters, defenders, forwards, they got to figure out how to raise their game, how to raise their training to the level that a goalie does. That's that's it. And I think, um, you know, seeing all these young kids who have this skill set that the older ones clearly don't, that is that has caused um, the inflation of scoring. I don't think that's a coincidence. I was thinking that all season. I was thinking that all season. Didn't this happen in 05-06? That's exactly what happened. All these young kids came into the NHL and just lighting everything up. And then scoring slowly went down over the years without the rules really changing. Well, what happened? What happened? Pendulum swings, right? Goalies have the upper hand for a little while. Players have the upper hand for a little while. The 80s, the players had the upper hand for an entire decade. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the late 90s, the Sc- goalies You only got scored smart. 50 goals? What a bum. Yeah. <laughs> you are a third liner, sir. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing that I thought was very, very interesting, and I don't think is getting the same play, and I think it's because it's a bit of a tired storyline. We're still not over the John Scott thing. It ended so well. The story was wrapped up. The question, of course, is... Can the league, will the league allow for another situation like that to happen again? As in the fans pick a guy and they rally behind the guy. And it's like, you know, what Howard Stern did with Sanjaya Malakarm back in the day, like vote for the worst. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, That same sort of situation. Uh, Now, in John's case, he handled it beautifully. And Mm -hmm. but it was a bit of a PR nightmare for the NHL for a while. Could have been a lot worse, but they backed off at the 11th hour, which was the right move to do and let John play. And 100 percent. And it was the best all star game in years because of it. Since the Owen Nolan game. Yeah. And, And, you know, honestly, the three on three format helped. But without that personality, which is what the NHL really struggles with marketing is their personalities um without that personality to the game and him being lifted on the player's shoulders afterward it would not be it would not be that memorable moment that we all know it as in our own heads so fast forward uh the hockey news is ken campbell reported on monday that the league is going to limit balloting to and this is a quote Mm. bona fide players what does this mean this is elliot friedman's words now what does this mean We don't know yet, because the NHL isn't ready to tell us. Scott was on an NHL roster in the 2015-2016 season until the All-Star lineups were set, and then he was suspiciously not. He is. Uh, If you're on a roster, you're bona fide to me anyway. So would this be... uh, How many games are played before the All-Star game? Let's say 41, Mm -hmm. just because that's half the season. Are they going to say that, like... You need to have played at least 30 games without injury, something like that? No, I, th- I don't think they can do that, because what if Ovechkin's played 25, but he scored 25 goals? But I'm, I'm saying without injury. Oh. Um, I. you got to have a certain amount of points? So here's... This is where this is where it's going to get tricky for the NHL, because if you have... If you if you set some sort of limit, and and you set it on minutes, you set it on sco- goal scoring, you set it on history, you set it on whatever... What it's going to do is preclude some guy who has a great start to the season, who is just an amazing player. It's They're going to want to avoid stopping a player from like that, a great Cinderella story, from going into the All-Star game. They're going to want to stop that. 
But any limitation that you put on this, as far as I can see, unless, I mean, I'm sure they see something that I don't, um, is going to limit that. It's going to stop a player who didn't previously have the same magic from getting on one of these teams. I Every year, like, okay, John Scott was a bit of a unique example, but every year the All-Star game has guys voted into the game that shouldn't have been. Pecorine shouldn't have been last year. Come on But now. he's a superstar, so they're okay with it. Come on now. Well, he has been. Okay, well then what about friggin' Zemgus Gergensons? Agreed. Well, Literally, Latvia. Latvia voted. See, if I were the NHL, I'd be a little bit more concerned about a Zemgus Gergensons because he was not a personality in the game. How about Montreal stuffing the ballot box for Mike Komisarek? Boy, but, that, but that got I, him a really fat contract with the Leafs the next sure year. Sure did. I'm pretty sure the Habs were hosting the All-Star game that year, so that's eh, fun. And uh, the All-Star game's in Nashville. Let Rene play. What are you being such a jerk for? Every year this happens. Where's the All-Star game this year? L.A.? Uh, I think so. Rob Scuderi. Slide him in. Is Luke Shen still playing there? <laughs> uh, no, he's in Arizona. Okay. No. I really? don't know why I said it like that. Is Waffle really? boarded. Um, wow. Yeah, he's there. Uh, Kyle Clifford. Like, who's the worst player on the Kings? Like, let's just... There it is. They're getting in. By the way... And I, it's and it's going to be fine. I would still I would still gladly be the worst player on the Kings if I had a choice. <laughs> I, I oh, think that'd yeah, be, totally. That'd be amazing. Andre Kopitar. How about Gustel Kopitar? Throw him in there. That's, that's Kopitar's dog. How about Peter Budai? He's their starting goalie right now. I want Peter Peter Budai All-Star Game. Let's go. Oh, I just... I don't know, Let's man. Go. I, <laughs> Is he Latvian? That sounds Latvian. It's going to happen. It could. Jesse, it's Peter Budai Latvian. This is very important. He is Slovakia. Oh! For those playing the home game, that's not Latvian. Close that's enough. Team Europe. Territory. It's close. Slovakia, we need you on this. <laughs> Actually, Slovakia is slightly bigger than. Uh, then they Latvia. can make it happen. But my point is this, and I wanted to bring this up honest conversation. What kind of limitation could you put in place that doesn't preclude a Cinderella story from making the All Star game, which you want? If a guy becomes the story of the league in the first 40 games, you want him in that game. Yeah. But still keeps out. What the rabble, a.k.a. the unwashed mass, is us from voting for a John Scott type. I think it's going to have to be games played. I don't think you can't do that. You can't make it games played. You can't make it statistic based. Because if you do that, well, then, then you're, you're stopping a Cinderella guy from making it. Career games? Again, you're stopping it. What if it's a Cinderella? Again, Cinderella guy. So, so no 18-year-old could make it? No 19-year-old could make it because they didn't play enough career games? Points. Again, I ask. No 18, 19, 20-year-old could make it? So Austin Matthews, because he hasn't played enough games in the NHL, couldn't make it? Relation to Wait, John what, Scott. What's wrong with the games played in the season? Games played in the season, John Scott would still qualify. I don't think no, he would have, because I think, I think he, he, he yeah. had like half a dozen games under his okay. belt. He was scratched the entire time. Yeah, how many in, NHL in Arizona, games did John though? Scott I don't think so. Year? In Arizona. We're about to find out. Reboot. I I mean that might be that's still a very it, sloppy thing by which that's a very sloppy gradient. See stats are Yes, Jesse? Yeah, John Scott only had eleven games in Arizona last year. Okay. Wow. Okay. I, games played in the season is fair enough. I think it is, and make it at least let's go with twenty five. Yeah. Twenty five 
special exceptions for injury. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even do that because if Crosby doesn't play twenty five, you games want Crosby at the game. Yeah, Marketing wise, you can't make that. You can't make that. He call. wasn't there last year. You, you still want him there. You want. <laughs> Crosby you want played this, in like two All Star games ever. But yeah, ever. Sure, or one. But you want him there. But he wasn't. <laughs> I know Jesse, but the point is, marketing wise, you can't sell the game that way. You can't sell the game. You can't sell an All Star game if people know twenty five games into the season that Crosby's not going. You can't. He's one of the biggest personalities in the game. From a marketing business standpoint, that's poor business. Period. End of story. They don't care. <laughs> well, they should. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't see, I don't see how that could matter if they did it seven times out of the nine times he's been in the league. Well, the he, they're about- not stopping him from going. He's injured. Most of the time, he the reason he yeah. probably hasn't been there is he's yeah. been injured. Or it's an Olympic year. Mm-hmm. Or it's an Olympic year. The, the great thing about stats, though, is they're cold-hearted uh-huh. and oh. rigid. You, you can't... It's Gary Bettman can go well. It's not my fault because I the rule is the rule, and then that, that's the rule. <laughs> that's Just like setting speak. the speed limit to 150 kilometers and by yourself, and then saying it's not your fault when people start to get into accidents. Adam, without rules, <laughs> it's just anarchy. You, 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 the rules are in place for a reason, and you have to obey them. Rules, okay, them rules. So, so let me just let me just put it out there. If, Why did I make him sound if like they, Dracula? Well, you blinked as much you as You have to obey the rules. The rules. <laughs> the second that Sidney Crosby's eligible for a hockey game, for the, for the All-Star game, and can't go because he hasn't played enough games that season, A, Crosby's going to love that because who the hell... I, I bet most of those guys would rather just chill yeah. for a weekend. But tell me the NHL's not going to make an exception because you're damn straight they would. I'm not saying they won't do it. I'm not saying you guys are wrong. I'm just saying, from a marketing standpoint, you cannot justify one of your A-plus superstars not being there just based on some random metric you had to keep John Scott Part 2 coming to the game. That's what I'm saying. You can make an injury exception. Mm. You you know if a player is a scratch mm-hmm. or he's injured. What if it's a contract holdout? Well, that player wouldn't yeah, make it. Jacob Troop is not making not. this year's All-Star game, folks. <laughs> what if it was Pekka Brine? And it was in Nashville. That's, but that didn't happen. All right. All right. All right. But maybe games played is the metric. What if McDavid refuses to go out for the Oilers and he skates <laughs> onto the ice with a Leafs jersey tonight? <laughs> what happens? What if it's in Barclays and you couldn't see him anyway? Yeah, I am. <laughs> just add the time on IR to your games played, so it's fine. Why not? Oh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> time on IR to your games played. Yeah, it's like, so Nathan 20. Horton's eligible. <laughs> Matt Hunwick, he, he's on the IR, so it's counting. Mm-hmm. It's counting no. up. Okay, all right, fair enough. I just, you know what, maybe that is. I just think that there's some holes in the games played argument. If we go with that, here's here must make over two million a year. This is my my be all end all strategy. It's it's going to fix fix the All Star game. The NHL doesn't have to make another decision ever again. What you do is. Never try to beat the internet. The internet is undefeated. Whatever you're planning on doing, Mm -hmm. stop. It's a waste of time. The internet will figure it out. One more suggestion. Okay. You get the coaches to select the guys from each team, and then the fans can vote amongst those guys. Because then the coach is just like, these three guys are eligible, and then you can only vote from those guys. Boo. But it's perfect to the NHL. 
I can't wait for Zach Hyman and Nikita Soshnikov to make it when yeah. Babcock's the coach. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, you know, he wins a lot of puck battles. Uh, I know you'd rather have Kasperi Kapanen out there, but so that's too bad. They, I believe, still do that in the MLB where the managers select players. And one year, Cito Gaston was the Blue Jay. It was the, the All-Star game in Toronto, I think. And in 93. 91. 91? 91 okay. was the All-Star game in Toronto. 92, 93 is when they won. So it was one, two, three, but I believe it was either that year or the next year, like 92, when it wasn't in Toronto. Cito Gaston was the manager and he selected all Blue Jays. So there were seven Blue Jays in the All-Star game and Good. people lost their minds. Good. <laughs> so anyway, I just... The Blue Jays used to be the Blackhawks? I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> they did. They were quite good. <laughs> and they get to play an outdoor game whenever they want. It's amazing. It's been so obvious. It's every game. <laughs> Why didn't I notice classic. it before? Yeah. Uh, so okay, in the in the download portion of the show, we we actually have to talk about um, something that uh, Steve. What's your rule about Twitter when you're going to tweet something controversial? What is it? Um, don't. Uh huh. Or take a breath. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a breath. If if you're if you really believe it, but you feel in your heart that you're being hot headed right now. Give it a sec. Give it at least half an hour. If you still feel that way, 30 minutes from now, all right, I guess go ahead and send it. Okay. But give it a sec. If you are a player agent, should you be commenting on teams, or the teams that your players play on? What that could you possibly we'll be referring to? That's the question we'll answer on sportsnet.ca. Obviously, you can download this podcast any place podcasts are found. Um, thank you so much for listening. This podcast is brought to you by... Panago Pizza. It's what's on the inside that counts. Get a poppy! So, we know the rule with Twitter that you should employ, but no one does. Um, and that is, if you feel a little hot-headed in the moment, and you feel like you've got this fire tweet, maybe think about not sending it right away. Now, if you feel that way half an hour later, Steve, as you said, maybe do it. Alan Walsh. Alan Walsh, who represents one Yaroslav Halak, mm. tweeted about the Islanders' situation. Now, uh, in case you didn't know, the Islanders, for the second season in a row, are carrying three goaltenders. Uh, Yaro Halak, uh Thomas Grice. And a guy named Jean-Francois Berube, who, at 25, is not getting any action. is on an NHL roster, but is not playing. And the consensus is that he can play, that he's quite good. Or at least, you know, maybe the Islanders should find out what they have in him, but they continue to not even dress him. So, Alan Walsh, who represents them both, says this. Hard to figure out New York Islanders using three-goalie system for second year. Biggest issue is goalies don't get enough practice time to stay sharp. Starting goalie for New York Islanders last game had only one quality practice in the last five days before the Penguins game. It's going on two years of this now. That is... You missed all of that. No, no, no. I heard the whole thing. I also read it this morning. Sorry. (laughs) Jesse's like, here's Steve, here's an interesting thing. And I'm like, you say it. <laughs> What's you the interesting thing? Um, from 30 Thoughts. A few, years, a few years ago, I asked Alan Walsh, an Alan Walsh client, what he thought of his agent's Twitter missives. He said, do you think Patrick Eliash replied he'd do any of it without the player knowing first? So, this is all just a ruse that Alan Walsh has conducted. But why on earth... Would you make a ruse like that? Why would the agent and the player conspire to do that? Because, well, as we know, later in 30 Thoughts, 
Elliot was talking about how this is a very key time in Barube's career. It has more to do with Barube than Halak. Every game that Barube sits, every game that he's not playing and proving his worth, he's losing money. He's spending money. Not like actually, not like it's actually coming Future out money. of his wallet. Future money. Jacob Trouba is spending money right now mm-hmm. by not playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Just then they went sh- through the contract breakdown of, mm-hmm. you know, these players got to play their full three-year eligibility on their entry level, and they are all making about $6 million. This this player missed a half year or a full year of that entry level, and they're making $1.5 million less or $2 million less. Every game Barubi's not playing, he's losing money. And Thomas Christ uh, looks like he could be a potential starter. Mm-hmm. Why can't Barubi be his backup? Well, Yaroslav Halak's there. So now, because of all of this, the Islanders came out publicly and said Halak's on the trading block, which they probably knew anyway. Yeah, to the uh, to the uh, to which the NHL said, "Yeah, that's nice." Supposedly, the Islanders didn't get a single nibble, which is incredible because there's. Two teams right now playing without any goalie. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Kings are relying on Peter Budai, like I said, and I think who's the Bruins starter right now? Zane uh, McIntyre is back. Oh, Rask is yeah, back. He okay, all so he's back. They're still, they're still missing one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hudobin, as far as I know. So <sighs> now Halak is hard to trade. How about Barubi? Maybe not very hard at all. But why take a chance if you've already got, you know, what 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 team needs Barube? You now, need a starter. You need a guy who can start. What's more outrageous? The Leafs not playing Frank Corrado or JF Barube not playing, not even being the backup for the Islanders? I don't know. And uh, still Barube for sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Barube for sure. Because, okay, Corrado, you can rationalize it. I hate the rationale. He should effing be playing tonight and he's not give him one game out of the first 10 for crying out loud he should be playing but you can rationalize it Barube I don't understand I don't I don't understand at all in the past two seasons he has seven NHL games and none this year but how many AHL games oh I don't know and and this is the interesting thing because I would argue that you're hurting Corrado's development unless you you think he's like a weakling and was in like terrible conditioning, and like he just needs to spend every waking hour skating and in the weight room. Last season, in the 15 16 season, he played five AHL games and seven NHL games. This guy's played 12 hockey <laughs> games over the last year. Oh, that's crazy. So, I, in this case, I don't blame Alan Walsh for saying wow. something. <laughs> Barubi's played f- as many NHL games as John Scott. And if you count the All-Star game, it's fewer. Because Scott played 11 with the Coyotes and one with the Habs. Mm-hmm. And then that's several games. several in the All-Star game. If we're and then right. several in the... Yeah, that's true. It wasn't just one game. You're right. I mean, he made it all the right. way to the finals, You're 100% right. I don't know, man. That's... I mean, it's a bad situation. Yeah. However... You're not using him. Do you want your agent tweeting that? Can that hurt Clearly, you? Because Garth Snow is PO'd about it. Mm-hmm. So. I can say pissed off now. So. Because... Clearly, they do. Now, the rumor was, and I'm sure, you know what? Carolina Hurricanes fans are, for some reason, the particularly good historians. That, is, that has been my Twitter experience. Tweet me, guys. What happened with Jack Johnson? Because my 
remember, Johnson was drafted third overall, I believe, by the Hurricanes. And something happened there. I don't remember who the GM was. Maybe Jim Rutherford? Something happened there where Jack Johnson's agent pissed Carolina's GM off. And every player represented by this guy had to go. And Jack Johnson was one of them, and he was traded to the LA Kings. What did the Hurricanes get for Jack Johnson? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. I feel like it was a bad trade. Jesse, can you look that up? But um, it's, I mean, uh, surely this agent who has made a career out of being an agent and is probably a relatively wealthy man, surely he's smart enough. Surely he's smart enough to not do this without the player's permission. You're, you're, you're trying to tell me that all rich people are intelligent enough and, not well, to make a mistake publicly? There's the rub. Jack Johnson went to the Kings with Oleg Tardovsky. Tardovsky. Oh, yeah. I remember him. <laughs> and in return, they got Eric Blanger. Belanger? Belanger. 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 The worst Canadian ever. Belanger's better. There's that Belanger kid. That's <laughs> and Tim Gleason. Oh, oh wow. boy. <laughs> Yeah, that's a bad trade. Why did we bring this up? I can't I stand know. that name. Let's not. Let's move on. <laughs> I know. Anyway, uh, still on the Leafs cap. <laughs> very, very interesting development. We'll see what happens. Halak is on the trade uh, block. Nobody cares. So they might care around deadline time when somebody else goes down with an injury and all of a sudden the Kings are down to their fourth string goaltender. I'm sure the Islanders, who have a lot of uh, UFAs and RFAs over the next few years, are more than willing to retain salary now so that they don't have to keep him later. Um, and, you know, because they're going to have a lot of guys leaving. They're not going to be able to sign them all. Josh Bailey, John Tavares, Cal Clutterbuck. Like, there's a lot of names there that are, in the next two seasons, up. How many of those guys play for Las Vegas? Ooh. Well, if I'm Vegas, I'm I'm claiming, I like, a Cal Clutterbuck, I'm sure, would be unprotected. Who will have better ice? Las Vegas or Barclays? Las Vegas. Las no. Vegas, 100%. That was a joke the other night. I went off in my video. I have never once in my entire 28-year life watching hockey games seen ice that sounded bad on television. It's supposed to be... It's supposed to sound like a piss-off cat. It's supposed to be higher pitch than that. It sounded like phlegm. Are these players skating through phlegm, sir, or madam, who runs that place? What the hell? Piece of garbage. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Which but, Who's going to be the first player to suffer a career-ending uh, or season-ending ankle injury? Please, don't ice? make it about who's that. Who's it going to be? It hurts me. And will Does that they... not hurt you? No, but it's not going to be because of the ice. If a pl- Jesse, you got to live in a lawyer's world. Uh-huh. Because if a player gets stuck in a rut, breaks their ankle, let's say. Mm-hmm. Breaks their ankle. All the divots in the ice are going to happen. Mm-hmm. But as long as the ice meets the NHL standard, it's not a problem. It's already come out that that ice doesn't meet the NHL standard. So, so now they're, they're liable. Playing, now they're oh, liable. Wow. Okay, I didn't know that. They're, yes, they are playing on known bullshit ice. The first player who gets hurt... And it's obvious that it's because of that. I bet could sue the balls off the Barclays Center. And, and you know, not just the Barclays Center. The we Barclays Center, on the, the Islanders, and the NHL. You could sign. You could. You can sue them all. Also, because you could sue the Islanders and the NHL for negligence for allowing hockey to take place, mm-hmm. uh, given the fact that the ice obviously doesn't meet their quality standards. Also, also, you could make the argument that any injury sustained 
is ice related because it happened on the ice. And if the ice does not meet NHL standards, you want a lawyer. No, I know. Oh, yeah, you're 100% right. uh, You could find someone who would argue that, and you'd make lots of money. But I'm talking the guy's just skating, not near anyone, doesn't bump into anyone. His skate gets stuck. <laughs> Snap. Shut up. Here's your your boot. Shut up. Here's a settlement. Go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's 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 move on to something quick. we got a couple quick things I want to get through here first. It sounds like they should have all worked on their edge work. Oh! oh. oh. First thing I want to get through is this amazing headline from from Deadspin. Steve's uh, favorite website. Yeah, now now you did tweet, everyone's favorite website, tweet, Jesse. You did tweet something. Deadspin hilarious. is Deadspin's favorite website. <laughs> oh, for sure they are. Listen, Deadspin loves Deadspin. Yeah, but they are they this they can be a little bit much sometimes. But damn, they're funny. Oh sure. Hey, <laughs> Deadspin makes some good stuff. Did you did you hear about? Did you see the Tim Tebow headline yesterday? No. Okay. What was it? So Tim Tebow's injured now. <laughs> okay. And the headline was, Thou shall not steal. Tim Tebow injured trying to take second. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's pretty funny. Come on, that's, that's funny. Pretty, how badly do you think they wanted to write that? Oh, they have been waiting, waiting for that. Uh, <laughs> or they were waiting for like a bad steal attempt. Yes, absolutely. How long has that been in drafts <laughs> oh, think, before they oh. published it? I mean, for sure. And I'm so glad that Jesse brought up the Tim Tebow headlines because now every time we get one, it's just, it's so beautiful. Yeah. That I, was, I mean, come on, that's great. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I had a tweet today where the deputy editor of Deadspin, I forget his name, was basically Barry. like... Barry. Barry? Barry Peskis. Barry Peskis. Belanger. Belanger is his name. <laughs> <laughs> so BB tweets um, the worst part of the election is going to be all the smarmy Canadians going we were worried there for a sec but we knew you would come through in the end and to which I said the deputy editor of Deadspin just called people smarmy right as though they're they're innocent of that it's a bit of a shot but like I'm not saying you have a garbage site I'm just saying you're a little up your own butt sometimes yeah man yeah, I read, that's fine I read shift work by Ty Domi and at the end of it, I was like, one, that was a really entertaining book. I enjoyed that. Two, boy, Ty Domi loves Ty Domi. <laughs> Ty Domi is the world's biggest Ty Domi fan. Like Kanye West. Biggest Kanye West fan And look at it. He's a lyrical genius. Musical genius, <laughs> Adam. Ty Domi, hockey player genius. Um, somebody else Fish sent us. Ben Wilson sent us this. Ben Wilson VT on Twitter sent us this. We were talking a few, a few, uh, a few weeks ago about those um, targeted Facebook ads oh. that come after you for like, I am a accounting financial accountant assistant. I'm a I managing editor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My which favorite is, color is red, and my favorite movie is Anchorman. Which is yeah, no, but it'll be like a sweater that says like, and that's AKA Ninja, <laughs> right? Like my cousins Dave and Bernadette are the best. Like, exactly, super targeted, creepy, weird, creepy yeah. stuff. So Ben uh, Ben Wilson sends us this. It says, click here to buy this exclusive design, and I wonder if we should add something similar to the Steve Dangle merchandise, which is now available. The LFR ten, which yes, buy it. Buy so, a lot of it. So here's what it is. We need Dangle Navy stuff. Here's, here's a shirt. Okay, it says, I'm a blue and white wearing, every game watching, arena rocking, smack talking, hab hating, Toronto loving, tour hockey fan. That's not a thing. <laughs> and it's got a maple leaf and it's got the cityscape of Toronto on it. 
Now, what kind <laughs> of leaf pot. does it have? It's got a Canadian flag maple leaf. This is what some people were asking this of me, like for the LFR oh, design. There's also oh. a ring, by the way. There's also a, a oh, fake Stanley awesome. Cup ring. Uh, some people were like, hey, man, make a leaf. Put a leaf on your thing. I am not using a leaf that is just a leaf. It's either the leaf's leaf or it's no leaf. And I can't use the leaf's leaf Why? because it's copyright. Why don't you use the Canadian flag leaf? There's no copyright Because it's on that. not the freaking leaf. Why it's not, not use the same leaf. the Washington Football Club's logo? It's not copywritten. Yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Dangle Podcast, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know, if that, uh, would, if that wouldn't get us in trouble, that would be a great podcast headline. <laughs> Has anyone done what the South Park kids did with the logo? I don't think Where they, they were just like, it's our logo now. I don't think they uh, have, but I think it's because South Park did it that they can't they mm-hmm. can't do it. Now, uh-huh. um, <coughs> we had this sent, sent in on Reddit. Couple, uh, couple weeks ago, and I keep meaning to get to it. And we keep not having time. We were short on time last week. It's Uncle Mike. Uncle Mike is back. Yay! I don't know if you've heard this, but it's Mike Francesa learns that breast pump stations are among the new enhancements at Yankee Stadium. Okay, which I like. I like that a lot. Uh-huh. I think that's important. So that way you don't have to bring it. To, although you have to be weird about someone that used that before you. I would be a little bit put off by yeah. that. Yeah. What I don't know how they work is the, yeah me neither. I don't know how they work, but I don't know if there's any contact. Well, there would have to be contact, but I wonder if you bring your own suction cup or something like that. Like you bring your own cup. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't but, know. But, a lot of hand sanitizer. But, you, know, you know what I do know is that we are about to be entertained. The twenty-eight hundred square foot area will be located on the three hundred level in right field, and will be outfitted with Yankee themed playground equipment, including baseball cards. And baseballs. Okay. Children will be able to play among the colorful fixtures. So right now he's talking about the fact that they're basically adding a playground to Yankee Stadium for kids to play in when they go to the game and they're bored. Great. Great. Yeah, if your kid's getting like a little annoyed in the fifth inning, take it to the thing, play it a little bit, let it sleep. Television monitors will ensure that no one misses any of the game. Because, you know, you got to remember there is a game actually going on here. Nursing mothers will have an additional private space, which includes lounge chairs, televisions, and power outlets for their breast pumps. Oh. So that's great. Because I, you know, I, I really, I've been wondering where those moms could go during the game. So now that we have chairs with special breast pumps, we got that covered. Because that's what I was thinking about. Hey, where do you go if you're nursing during the game? I mean, uh, come on. Got it. Is this the mall or is this Yankee Stadium? Is this Sunrise Mall? Oh my! Is this the Short, is this the Short Hills Mall or is this Yankee Stadium? Here? Enhancements will include seven new social gathering spaces. Isn't there a game going on during this? I mean, isn't there? A, is this like for during the game? Isn't there? Was the last isn't time there you a game one, going on? Which includes seven new social gathering spaces. Is this Match.com or is this the Yankees? <laughs> so in essence, the Yankees wanted you to know that they had an overwhelming thing from you to open five new restaurants at the Yankee Stadium. Which is great. <laughs> All sponsored <laughs> restaurants. The Budweiser Party Deck, the AT&T Sports Lounge, the Bullpen Landings, the MasterCard Batters Eye Deck, and the Sunrun Kids Clubhouse Week. And also, uh, 
if you need to, use the breast pumps. There you go. What that has to do with baseball, I have absolutely no idea. Well, the thing about baseball is that it's a family game. The thing and about it baseball eight hours to play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so kids have to eat. Yeah. The thing about baseball and the thing about sports is it's funded by fucking people. And sometimes people got to use a breast pump, Mike. Yeah, and the it's thing Yankee was, Stadium. They're, so they're not providing breast pumps, they're just providing outlets for breast pumps. That's what he says in it. That's a very I mean, couldn't they just say outlet? They could just say that. I mean, you're charge your phone. Could I, yeah, a lot of people are charge, charge your phone. phone. Yeah, but not? it's specifically for women. That is specifically for them who are... Who are which, you know what? Great. You know what? Am I an idiot for thinking he was being genuine for a minute? I thought he was like... I thought he was actually talking about times where he's daydreaming. Oh, yeah, I wonder... Oh, like that lady's got a breastfeed a kid. Like, I wonder where she goes in Yankee Stadium to breastfeed a kid. Uh-huh. I thought he was being genuine, and then he's like, "What is this? The mall?" Uh, <laughs> oh, Mike! Why? Well, and the thing—the thing that gets uh, me about this is what you everything that he named in that clip. It was the Mastercard, this, the Budweiser, that, the Sunrun, this. Why do they have this? Why do they have this? So that when Bryce Harper is a free agent, you could pay him fifty million dollars a year because you need the sponsorship dollars. Oh, Adam, that's what they just made a do. lot of Washington Nationals fans very sad. Well, that's what's happening. They're going to offer him it. Whether he takes it or not, I don't know. I was trying to look up the Shane McMahon theme song in time. Here comes the money. <laughs> Here we saying. go. Here comes the money. What do the That's Yankees why. do? They make obnoxious amounts of money. Why? Because they do things like this. Have you been to a Yankees game? I have, and I loved it. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to make an assumption here. I'm going to go with it's a lot like a Leafs game in that it's a bit of a status symbol. And yes, there is a game going on, but the reason you can have restaurants in there, like the Air Canada Center has restaurants, is because, yeah, some people are watching the game, others are entertaining clients. Well, I would um, assume that goes on, but I'll tell you, I sat in the outfield, and it was Derek Jeter's last season, so the Yankees weren't very good. See, the outfield's different. The outfield is where fans are undeniably, because there's nothing else to do but watch the game. Yes, and so from what I saw, like Yankee fans are a blast. The ones that are actually there are are so much fun. The ones that are actually there. Well, because at that point, they you know it's interesting in New York. You'd think the city, the city being the size that it is, you'd think it would sell out every single game. But when the Yankees aren't good, that stadium is not sold out. It's the big city thing. So we've told this a number of times, but our mutual friends they were in a band. And they were having trouble getting booked in gigs in Toronto. And they would get some, and we'd go and support them. You know, 30 friends show up. Woo! You know, they try to crowd surf on 15 people. Woo! Yeah. They went to Halifax. Well, they went to the East Coast. And by the time they got to Halifax, they ran out of stuff. They ran out of merch. They ran out of CDs and shirts. And their shows I was at their Halifax packed. show. It was unbelievable. It's great to be, not even a big fish. It's great to be a smish, uh, a smish, a fish in a small pond. You know, in New York, there's too much to do. There's way too much to do. Why am I going to go watch the Yankees lose when I can do brrrr However, down the list? the Leafs don't have a problem with, now, much smaller stadium, mm-hmm. you know, 18,000 versus 50,000. But still, the Leafs don't have a problem selling out even when they're losing. But MLSC or, is very smart recently. with, hey, if you get tickets for the Leafs, you got to get them for the Raptors. And if I don't want to go, I can, I'm sure I could give it to this guy because they're impossible to get. Right. There, there you go. Right. There you go. I'm just saying, uh, I thought Yankees fan spirit was so much fun. When they actually say get up and dance, people actually get up and dance. It's amazing. That does not happen in Toronto. We are far too 
lame for that. I'm sorry. Toronto can be very lame in that way. Oh, We're like, oh, 100%. make some noise. People are like, no, no, don't make me, don't make me do stuff. All right. I just, I just got gonna, it. fans of games. Why you got to make me feel like a dick for trying to start the goalies go chant? You, have you ever tried that? Oh, you ever, they're, they're, you ever gotten a funny look? They're embarrassed by you. If you're trying to start the goalie go chant, people are embarrassed. And and it's like oh it's like oh no I don't I don't think so I don't think I could hey oh I don't think I could we're gonna I want to try to start a movement right now what's that fans there's something about your voice that's a little it makes you feel more vulnerable a lot of people a little bit more embarrassed we're gonna make the thunderclap a thing. We're going to make it a damn thing. At the uh, Leafs game? The Icelandic Thunderclap. You're out of your mind. There's no, no. I want you to... The Swedes can do it. So can we. They right. were able to do it at the World Cup. I need you to do this. And then I needed to do this. And then I need you to get closer and closer together. And I, I swear to God, if you start it, and if it becomes a thing, I will know it's because of the show. Well, I, I, well I because it. this show watched... Team I was at the TFC. <laughs> I was at the TFC game on Sunday. They did it there. Oh, well then, what's what's the big deal then? So okay, what's the big deal? So to to one up on Steve to jump on this, not to one up, but to jump on. If you do it at the game, the rule is somebody's got to be videotaping it, so we have proof. So I want I want to see how the sections respond because I don't think they'll respond. And and the ballsy <laughs> thing about it, the nerve wracking part about it, is it starts with one. You got to be the one who goes. And you, you can't do any of this in front of your body. It's got to be above your head. Yes. And big. Yes. I want I want to see think, if it, I want to see if it works. Think it's going to work? I don't think anyone who listens to our show can afford Leafs tickets. <laughs> <laughs> but they get in sometimes. They get it for free from their neighbors. I ran into a I ran into a podcast fan uh in the at the Tampa game. Came up and actually a couple uh came up and just like, "Hey man, like I didn't even get their names." And they would just be like, such a huge fan of the podcast. Like, love you. Give you a big hug. Boom. They're, they're gone. Like, it's just really kind. Super cool people. So they're there. We know they're there. They are okay. there. They're, they're not plentiful. <laughs> but they're there. They're the, guys, and it, only, it starts with one. Steve. People, people in their little suits, in their little hoity-toity suits, they are much more likely to clap then the artists say, go Leafs, go, in a voice louder than, go Leafs, go, go Leafs, go. Half the time you can hear how bored they are when they say it. Yep. And also, clap. to be honest, Thunderclap. to be honest, the team hasn't been the best. So I can understand <laughs> a little bit of apathy with the go Leafs, go. Chant. Totally. To- hey, look, don't try it if they're down 5 nothing. <laughs> they did it. They got a go Leafs, go chant going while they were down 4-1 to one, and people got into it when I was there. Good. So people Great. are pumped. People are jacked. Great. Now, try it if it's a tie game or if they're up. We have a new segment today. Yes. We have a couple things that we have to get through. So we have a new segment today called Who's Mad at Steve? Oh, okay. And I think I have a feeling this is going to be a recurring segment. Uh, there's a few people who are mad at you, but we're going to go with the top five. Well, the, <laughs> here's the thing. I have over 40 <laughs> examples. All right, but, but we're going with five. Adam's going to go with five. These aren't even the top five, Adam. These are just the first five. <laughs> okay, so what? now how did you come up with this idea? Is just Are these just angry tweets or what are they? They're almost all from the Sportsnet Facebook page. Ah, okay. Uh, they don't like me there. Some of them, I think, are comments from uh, you Sportsnet. Mean, you mean that place of uh, that, that everlasting f- fountain of wisdom that is the Sportsnet comment section? I don't know what it is. I, on Twitter, I'll get like a couple. I'll get a couple um, every couple you know, days. You know what it is? What? It's a generational divide. Old people don't use Twitter. 
Yeah. And young people don't use Facebook. I love, by the way, I do appreciate our older listeners. Because every time we say something like that, they're tweeting to me like, hey. Yeah. The few, the proud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm hey, always surprised. They're there. They're vocal. If anybody over 30 is listening to this show sometimes, and I know there are many, many people who are, but I just, I'm like, really? Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. It makes so, it kind of makes you feel like, wow, legitimate adults like us. Ooh, legitimate yeah. adults, <laughs> which know? we are not. We're not. We are not. So go ahead. This one's from Mike, who is always, always, always posting shitty things about me on the sports and Facebook. Right, Mike. Is he I love Alberta? returning visitors. Uh Saskatchewan, I believe. Ah. Yes. Ah, no, I, I I screenshot at all of it. Okay. So I, I I don't have where they're. Alright, so what's Mike say? It's awesome that Sportsnet has enough money to employ a super fan from each team. Also good that when people think Leafs, uh, when people think Leafs fans, they immediately think of an extremely masculine individual such as this. That's a compliment. I don't think Mike means that, though. I think that's a compliment. I think he's complimenting you. Yeah, on your masculinity. Well, that's good because that I mean, means look at that. Look at that brow line. Oh, that's totally. a masculine brow line mm, right that, there. If it is a compliment, that means uh, seven people actually comment uh, complimented me because uh, Mike's comment has six likes. That's great. That's isn't that great? Yeah, I, I thought this was a segment about how people were mad at you. Yeah. Fuck the both of you. Fuck the both of you. Why is Steve mad at us? I don't know. We should start a segment called Why is Steve mad at Adam and Jesse? Oh. That would be the entire show. I know. New thing. (laughs) Sorry. New thing. Okay. Okay. Not just what part of Alberta are they from. Mm -hmm. How many of these people have their child in their display photo? Uh, We're currently at one. Because this next one's from Brian. And I'm done with Sportsnet. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. Dangle is annoying as hell. I think that is also a positive comment. Okay. I agree. I agree. Because you have so much power that you can turn someone off an entire network <laughs> with one of your videos. Right. And you got to think here, too. Oh. To Jesse's point, not only is it the network, but it's the network that owns the NHL. Yeah. And the company that owns Game Center Live, which means they're probably off of Game Center Live, too. That no. means you've turned them off the NHL completely. They, they've... Stopped watching hockey yes. because of you. Except for scattered local games that TSN runs. They don't have cable or phone or internet or anything. That was the last thing they typed into the internet before, before setting their modem on fire. And, and, Positive. and chances are they got solar paneling so that they don't have to be on the grid at all because of you. I am cutting down on this guy's carbon footprint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are helping save bees. <laughs> Wow. And his name is Brian, starts with a B. What? <laughs> wow. What? Wow. What? Wow. Uh, right, two positive comments. I, two this, two this positive is going comments. Well. I feel affirmed. Uh, this <laughs> next one is from, I think, Ty? Uh-huh. Domi. No, it's spelled differently. It, it oh. could be, you know what, though? It could be a disguise. Okay. I hate this guy, and I'm a Leaf fan. <laughs> I hate Hillary Clinton, and I'm a Democrat. I hate Donald Trump, and I'm a Republican. Well, I Bill mean, Burr talks about that trick. I hate this person, and I'm a this. Oh, well, I should really take that seriously, then. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Now that you provided context to your opinion, I am inclined to believe it more. I think that's a compliment on your diverse skills on critiquing the Leafs, meaning that he can still be a fan of... Of the team and still not like you because your viewpoint is so wide ranging. Yeah. I am making this guy feel a feeling he so loves emotional the, that it supersedes the the fact that he's cheering for a team with he two loves wins the and nine Leafs games. More. He loves the Leafs more. 
because you because of you. I make the Leafs look good in comparison. Like the, you strengthened his fandom. The bond, the bond that he has to the Leafs mm. is strengthened by you. This okay. is great. I think this, this is three, three out of three. Three positive. out of three, man. Wow, you're doing well. Well. Uh, this this next compliment comes from Steve D. Ironically, ah, uh, I I would like to know um, I would like to know uh, how you guys interpret this compliment. This guy has a real punchable face, which uh, actually has nine likes. Hey, you know what's interesting about that? I've actually heard Steve use that. That quote. When we were talking, we we're talking years ago on the on the podcast, and it's weird to say that we could say the podcast years ago. Years ago, we we're talking about a Mike Milbury comment about Alexander Ovechkin, mm. and it was hilarious because it was the famous "needs to be a student of the game." And this is when Ovechkin's stats were in the toilet, and everybody thought he was done. That literally that one time, that one time, <laughs> and then he comes back, and I believe he won the Rocket Richard Trophy that year. Probably yeah. I, he scored. I almost oh 50 the lockout shortened year. Was it the lockout where he had like yeah he started yeah. really slow yeah, two goals in the first ten and then yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah yeah so so it might have been just after that because we just we started towards the end of that season but what Steve said was and I, I said what is it what's the hate with Alexander Ovechkin I don't understand it it to me it's got to go beyond xenophobia it's got to go beyond the fact that he's not from here what is it and Steve's like well I actually have a theory on that oh see Adam I don't think this was Ovechkin. I it might have been. Well, I think I it's, think it was Sidney Crosby. Might have been Sidney Crosby, and I know I definitely know you used it on Dion Phaneuf as well. Uh-huh. It, which yep. is guys with punchable faces. I didn't necessarily say punchable. I just said it's his face. They don't like his face. Something mm. about his face. You ever see someone's face, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Is this guy an ugly guy? Is this an ugly person?" No. Mm-hmm. But what about their face? Something about their face. I just don't like their face. Jesse, do you get that? So it's, do you get it's that a good for thing. me. Well, it is a good thing because yeah. look at the names we just mentioned. My face Crosby, Ovechkin, and, and at worst, Fanuf, who's not not bad at all. You know who else has a very punchable face? Who? Leonardo DiCaprio. Ryan Reynolds. It happens every movie. You know? It happens <laughs> every... I mean, a bear punch A bear attacked him. A bear. A fucking bear. Wow. You're just in that category. I'm an Oscar winner. You yep. are. I am Deadpool. <laughs> Something about this guy's face, I say, good. Mm-hmm. You know what he knows? What your face looks like. And he knows what your face looks like to the point where he wants to punch you. That is better than 99.9% of media personalities everywhere. Wow. Seriously. Maybe he wants to punch your face with his lips. Wow. Yeah, Who doesn't? He am I right? He didn't specify. You're absolutely exactly. right. We didn't say with what. Mm-hmm. That's an aggressive kiss, sir. I would much rather it be tender and thoughtful on my birthday. Four out of four. Okay. Uh, last one. Okay. This next compliment, I mean, is it's a little bit more straightforward from Derek. Hey, look, Sportsnet, how much people love this guy, LOL. Good work. Ah, well, I think just, that's a pretty... Yeah. <laughs> He's saying people love me. Then he LOL'd, assuming that comes from like the comedy that I gave him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he said good work, complimenting my employer for, for I smell him. a raise. Right. So you're the, getting it now. I, I just want to throw this out there in all seriousness. And by the way, this is how we're handling this from now on. Steve's going to be very down and sad about himself. And Jesse and I are going to find the, the, the silver lining. We're going to bump you up, Steve. The fact of the matter, Steve, here's the worst. If I put out a hockey video and Sportsnet put it on their website, do you know how much traction it would get on their Facebook page? A lot. How many comments do you think you get? A lot. I can tell you. By the way, there was one guy last night and it, uh, 
his my uh, we had a mutual friend and it was you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And he was a jerk. No, he gave me a compliment. Well, good. <laughs> here's 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 what I would say to that. If you cause a reaction, you've won. If I put up a hockey video, no one's commenting on it. You know why? Because they don't see me that way. And that's okay. That's okay. That's not my shtick. That's not my deal. You cause a reaction. Nine times out of ten, when people react negatively to something, it comes out. Did you just call Steve Simmons a champion? Well, no. Mm, I, I think that's a little <laughs> that's a little different. You're not you're not trying to actively no but see, he always gets a reaction a champion. Thank you, Jesse. How much hey 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 guys, how much money does Skip Bayless make a year? All of it. Eight million dollars. Five million. Is it oh, five. five million yeah. bucks. And, and he with with that money. You get tweets like Le- <laughs> LeBron is not a top five player now on undisputed. Now that tweet is genius. That tweet is amazing because he was talking about all time. So what? Ah, oh, yes. you prick! Genius! Like, oh, I have I have so much respect for him. Two hours later, they throw up the video where he's like, LeBron James is not top five of all time. Right and you're like, damn it, Skip. That's damn good. Damn, that's good. Now, he ironically skipped the all-time part. <laughs> exactly. Oh. I just think if you're creating a reaction, you haven't lost. And and so you needn't worry. Now, Jesse, this next segment is bound to create a, a reaction. Yes. We have very little time, but Jesse says to us yesterday that we need to dissect a song. And that oh. it was... Are we going to this? Oh, no. Sure, it's the press conference. It's oh, it's, oh, oh, okay, first, first off, no. let's play the press conference intro. It's a simple question, Doctor. <laughs> the Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. All right. So, Jesse, what's the problem here? So, I sent you the link to Skater Boy. Which is it's, an it's Avril Lavigne song. Time marked at a specific time. Okay. Because there's a lyric in question... That is just irresponsible. In question by who? It is irresponsible for a human being to be doing this. And I think we should listen. All right. Are you guys ready? I can't handle... Five years from now, she sits at home, feeding the baby, she's all alone. She turns on TV, guess who she sees? Skate our boy rockin' up MTV. She calls up her friends, they already know, and they've all got tickets to see his show. She tags along, stands in the crowd, looks up at the man that she down. Is it is the is the controversy that she made down a bunch of syllables? <laughs> Skater boy sixty nine sixty nine on Reddit writes <laughs> on our Reddit page. On our Reddit Did page. you guys just go through random subreddits and then and then pose this and then let people go? <laughs> yes, in the song Skater Boy. Who looked after the baby while the girl went to Skater Boy's concert? <laughs> <laughs> The baby's at home. She tagged along with her friends. Who looked after the baby? Wow. <laughs> this is... This is... Riddle me that, The most Reddit, Reddit question ever. So she's sitting at home. 
if she's sitting Being at home, baby, here's, here's, what, here's what I think. She's all alone. So the, the guy that she's obviously had the baby with is not in the picture. Where is he? Maybe she, it's the skater boy. But here's what I think. She sits at home, right? They met. She's young. Mm. She's got to be. If, if the skater boys asked her out, it's between the ages of 16 and 18, correct? Somewhere in that range, right? So she's probably between 21 and 23 years old. Meaning that if she sits at home, she might be sitting at her parents' home, right? Chances are, if she's had a kid that young, listen, it's tough for anybody, single or even in a relationship, to move out that young. The average age to move out of a house nowadays, believe it or not, is 27 years old. 27 years old. So my theory is that it was looked after by one of her parents. But... Backed up by lyric, fact. Is the lyric not feeding the baby that's all alone? No, she comes back home. She sits so, at home all alone. I was just thinking. So of, she's alone. It she's alone. that she's alone. She's there alone. Are no parents. I was just thinking of oh, the next verse. It's her and the baby. She comes back home. Hey, it's the cops. <laughs> now she's locked up in some tight handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What? That, now, was the, that is not where I thought that was going. By, by the way. <laughs> I have a question. I, I thought it was going to be, well, what about Skater Girl? Because that's where they all seem to be. Now, I know Avril Lavigne is supposed to be Skater Boy's new girlfriend in this thing, and they're in the band together, and they rock out, and they wrote they write songs about oh. each other. But but if if you're Skater Boy... So this was, um, she wears short skirts, I wear t-shirts. Sort of. But like of. 10 years before. Only it's like, yeah. 21 years before. Don't, <laughs> tur- don't turn down the nerd in high school, because he might, I'm be, gonna take he might be famous one day. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, so... Well. Um, now if you're skater boy and you're a rock star and you're single, let's say Avril Lavigne is just, she's just a member of your band. You're not actually with Avril Lavigne and you're skater boy and you come across the girl that you were, and this works in reverse too, right? If you're somebody and you lusted after someone in high school, do you not that night go, I'm going to go for this. Right? Adam, you always ask me about these hypotheticals, and I never, I never even got to rattle them around in my head. <laughs> hypothetically, <laughs> hypothetically speaking. Okay. Okay. Think of the hottest okay. person at your high school. Doesn't matter who you're, what you're attracted to. I'm think of the hottest, everybody do this together. I'm looking at him. Hottest person at your high school. Definitely not me. <laughs> There's nobody who thought oh, that. Oh, with his greasy curly hair, mm. his braces in yeah. grade 12. Yeah. <laughs> Acne. Mm. Oh, and, mm. okay. and 30 pounds heavier than I currently am. So, yeah. hottest person in high school. Yeah, hottest person in high school. Okay. Um, now, now, fast forward at five years, okay? Five okay. years from now. But I don't have I reached that yet. Okay, so oh yes, you bastard! Why was you seven <laughs> years? Nice try, you jerk. You're famous. You're famous. Fungus? You're actually famous. Okay, you're in a famous band. Okay. You're at a some yellow card. <laughs> oh, you're at not by choice. You know some guy. Some yellow guy. I'm the guy who played. Was it the flute and yellow card? Do they have a fiddle or what do they have? I was about to yeah. say some guy got to say to some girl, "Yeah, I'm the fiddle player." Oh. <laughs> Yeah, Jethro Tull was the flute. That's a big difference. Uh, but if I could find you now. Oh, right. it's like that other yellow yeah. card song. <clears throat> so we're all in Kings of Leon. Well, no, we're all in Hoobastank, okay? So we're in Hoobastank. Oh, God. And we're singing The Reason. And all of the people that we found the hottest are in the audience, okay? Wow. And we're singing The Reason. And then we pour, we turn our heads and we're like, and the reason is you. Look right in the eyes. Oh, Yo. Yeah. We're looking at Avril Lavigne. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you or are you not going for it that night? 
Honest question, human question. Adam. And that guys and girls, I want everybody's answers. Everybody can chime in. I'm going for it. If I'm single, I'm going for it for sure. Depends. Were they mean to me? In high school? Sure. Because if, like, Cause I'm going to crowd surf, but, like, with a, like, I'm going to lead with the knee. But if they're mean to you, but they're not you know? mean to you now, is it, is it not a, like, I don't know. They, they could be mean to you. Was the person that you found the most attractive in high school someone that was mean to you? You, you crowd surf and rip a fart. <laughs> is that what you do? <laughs> Probably. All right. Yeah. Jesse, what about you? Let me, let me man interrupt you for a second. <laughs> <laughs> you are objectifying. An entire human race right now <laughs> by ranking people by their hotness. Just was because you're in the audience doesn't mean they're not a doctor, the, Adam. Was she the smartest in high school? Then maybe I'll go with her. <laughs> Jesse's peak internet right now. You are peak interneting this. Next time, don't try and mansplain Skater Boy to me. Are you mansplaining what mansplaining is to me? Man, Let me man interrupt you for a second. There, Steve. <laughs> Don't accuse me of mansplaining. I mansplain when I want to mansplain. Well. Jesse just mansplained his mansplaining. Now, let's let's move on to the next question, Jesse. Please, I'm just saying, you go for it, right? If you're a skater boy, you're going for it. Why? Because it's the thing that you never got to experience, so you're going for it. Now, what did you want to get to next? Because I actually have something that I'm 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 foregoing this episode because we're running out of time. But well, I have something hilarious that Jesse found yesterday, and it's hilarious, and I really want to do it. Do we want to end on a fun note or on an angry note? Okay, let's do yours, and then we'll do mine, <laughs> and we won't ask any more questions. Go. LeBron is not a top five player. Skater boy is problematic. <laughs> Better headline than both combined. From a certain network of notoriety, is Matthews hitting a wall? No, he's second in in the team and rookie scoring. No, <laughs> wow. Just just to get this clear, so, so is the answer on the other side? No, <laughs> and I know. Yeah, Pension Plan Papa said a brilliant article the great. other day. Should the Leafs send Mitch Marner down? And you know, people are tweeting it, going, "Wow, fascinating read." And you click the article, and the body is just no. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome, brilliant move. Let, so let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. Richard Ponick, six goals, fucking unreal. <laughs> Austin Matthews, six goals. Ah, go fuck yourself. It, that's what but it Steve, is, isn't but it? Steve, he got four of them in the first game, so it doesn't count. It's really two. It's really Ponic, two goals. six goals. Because the first four goals don't count because it happened in one game. Grabner, did you know that Michael Grabner got a hat trick? <laughs> of course he did. And Matthew should be traded for a fourth? Did you know that? No, I think that Connor McDavid should be traded for seven players. Oh, totally. Remember that one? <laughs> <laughs> what? Seven players? What is that? <laughs> All right, now, is Austin Matthews... No, 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 you didn't answer the question. <laughs> I did not answer the question. You're right. Now, is he hitting a wall? Um, breaking news. Nylander was named NHL's Rookie of the Month. Hey, he deserved it. him. Deservedly so. Um, now, this is gonna. This is nothing to do with hockey, but I'm bringing it up anyway because we brought it up on the show yesterday and it was hilarious. And Jesse, God bless him for finding this, okay? So, Steve, what do you wear a watch? Uh, No. You don't wear a watch. Jesse, do you wear a watch? I am wearing a watch right now. I normally do. I'm not wearing one today, but I, I normally wear a watch. Um, what would you? How would you feel about a watch that doesn't tell time? That's a wristband. <laughs> That's called a wristband. Or, Steve, is it 
representative of your commitment to following through <laughs> on projects that you commit yourself to. What? And also a piece of art. What the fuck are you talking about? Let man? me introduce you to, and this is his real name, Levi Maestro of Los Angeles, California. Levi Maestro <laughs> has never had a non-douchey thought in his life. Levi Maestro of Los Angeles, Levi California. Levi Maestro is made up. He said, Levi Maestro is the new kid in town on Gilmore Girls. He's uh, <laughs> Levi Maestro is the new South Park villain. Levi Maestro is definitely the new artsy kid in Hey Arnold. Levi Maestro is a made-up fucking name. Well, no Levi, way. Levi Maestro has a Kickstarter campaign and a two-minute video on why you need to buy and support him. Forty thousand dollars support him for the Infinity Piece. Let me run through it with you. Time is irrelevant when you're dedicated to what you love. That's what I believe, and that's why I created the Infinity Piece. A watch with no clock. It's art, and for those who have heart. See, I'm really into watches, but not for keeping track of the time. Time is the most valuable thing we're given, and it's best spent on the people and the things we believe in. I began this design with the intention to communicate that when I give my heart and my word to something, then my energy, my love, my mind, and of course my time become infinitely dedicated. In 2009, I began documenting my life in a series called Maestro Knows, which took... <laughs> this video should have started with, do you feel like your tattoo isn't expensive enough? Yeah. Here's a new piece of artwork. From Levi Maestro. So he's explaining... Levi Maestro. That's SmackDown's greatest <laughs> new tag team. That's actually really good. Holy what smokes. I love, what I love about his argument on why why to, why you should buy this and what this represents is that it's a watch with no clock. It represents the fact that when I'm committed to something, I'm committed. All you and need then, is soft xylophone music and you can say whatever you want. Soft xylophone My music. friends told me to start this project as a dare. We wanted to see how many <laughs> stupid douchey hipsters we could trick into giving us money. Turns out the answer is a lot. So we're going to go ahead and continue to do that and you're going to fund our project, asshole. Well, here's the best part. Now, Levi has now gone from telling you what the watch is, which is not a watch. Oh, but sorry, it is a watch. It's a watch with no but clock. But it doesn't tell time. <laughs> it's, it's which is called a broken watch. <laughs> now, now, no, it's not even broken. It doesn't even have. It doesn't feature. have a clock. It, it has no arms. It has function. no like no nothing that would tell time. It's literally just a flat, circular, golden you know surface. You had one of those, the Power Rangers. That's what it is. It's for whole. It's a medallion on your wrist that you summon a Zord with. Now, now. Let's let Levi tell you a little bit about Levi. In 2009, I began documenting my life in a series called Maestro Knows, which took me around the world telling the stories of many amazing creative artists and global brands. See a YouTuber? Oh, for sure. In 2012, I founded Become. And since then, we've shipped several thousand orders worldwide, all from our little base in Los Angeles. Several thousand. I think what people choose to wear on their wrists. This is this is where you get a guy to tell you. Whether you choose a very expensive brand or a very inexpensive brand, it's all vain in this day and age. And when I look down at my infinity piece, it really reminds me of why I do what I do. When I found this watch, it was really the embodiment of what design can be. You know, design is about the functionality, but it's also and mostly about the meaning. I decided to make a Kickstarter campaign because I wanted to see my multi-year passion project reach its full potential. Raising funds will allow me to hire several employees who will be instrumental in helping Become reach everyone out there who's as dedicated to what they love as I am. People like you. 
This campaign will also allow us to manufacture a special edition Infinity piece that puts our purpose in the spotlight. This version of the piece will have our motto. When you're dedicated to what you love, time becomes irrelevant, engraved on the center dial. A unique take on our simplistic design, only available here. Yeah, simplistic! We so back our campaign, Here, guys, can you, can you, can you mouth some, some gentle xylophone music while, while I talk? Everyone has cars. There's cars driving around the city all the time. But when you need to get away from the hustle and bustle of the busy city, if you need to get away from the rat race, you need something a little more simple to remind you of a simpler time. Introducing this new car with no fucking tires. It can't go anywhere. You just kind of sit in it. Look at it as a couch that's made of metal and is out on the street. But it represents your commitment. <laughs> but it represents your commitment to spending money on dumb fuckery. Now, this watch, by the way, this watch non watch, retails at $150 American. Oh. <laughs> so it's a $200 watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How and much has remember, the Kickstarter been funded? Uh, it's, it, believe it or not, 10%. So it's got about 4000 bucks. Which is, that's how many douchebags. <laughs> and by the way, when you buy the watch for this particular campaign, and this is a one-time only deal, it'll say engraved on the part where the actual watch should be, when you're dedicated to what you love, time becomes irrelevant. We have invented a fork with no prongs. <laughs> you can't pick anything up with it. Now, you might be saying to yourself, isn't that just chopsticks? No, it's chopstick. You actually can't do anything with it unless your food is real sticky. It might be a spade, more of a spade. <laughs> it's a paintbrush with no bristles. <laughs> with your imagination. Because when you're really dedicated to painting, you don't need to paint at all. No, he's got no what. It's you know. no painting, just that awful dragging sound of wood that makes you have a weird tingly feeling in your teeth. <laughs> it's a phone that can't make calls. It just kind of fucking sits there and is in your pocket. Now, apparently, Jennifer Lopez and Blake Griffin have both bought this. Blake Griffin of the Clippers. Yeah, oh, people who have more money than they'll ever know what to do with? Cool. And it was featured in Inked and Vibe magazine. Oh, Vibe. Blake Griffin and Jennifer Lopez are absolutely... They absolutely have a guy named Levi Maestro in their entourage. Yeah... Levi Maestro is friends with Mugatu. <laughs> For sure. Well, I just thought, uh, uh, anyway, we thought that the podcast listening audience might uh, want to. This is, where, this is where we need you. Levi Maestro coming soon to the Swift Current Broncos on the, as their new left winger. On the Reddit page, on the Reddit page, here's what I want. I want you to come up with an even better idea than Levi Maestro, much in the way Steve has been doing. Or tweet us. Or tweet us. It's a microphone that doesn't pick and up any sound. And I want you sound. to explain, and, and you, can, you can screenshot a note, and I want you to explain your motto and mm. why your motto helps your art project, okay? And we're going to read some of the best ones. Tweet them at Jesse uh, for next episode because I want to go through some of these because they're amazing. They're amazing. This is amazing. I know that our audience, uh, in a joking manner, can come up with a better idea than this. I know that. So I'm looking for that. We are looking for money for our Kickstarter project. It's for a grocery store that doesn't sell any food. It just kind of sells office appliances. And we're going to call it Staples. <laughs> stopless. Stopless. Please, yeah. stopless. Levi Maestro's Stopless. Like how you go into a no-frills and it says, like, 
You, Ben's ter- no frills. Yeah, Teresa's no frills. <laughs> Levi Maestro's no frills. There's not actually anything here. Okay, what if the Staples sold imagination? <laughs> <laughs> the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake The Steve Dangle Podcast brought to you by Panago Pizza order at panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness